All right. On today's episode of Thoughts from the Cheap Seats, we've got a lot. We talk NBA free agency. We also talk with our Boston insider. He uh, shares some great stories with us. Um, and we have some nostalgia at the end. We have Lil Samson on. We have Mr. Tyler Doyle on from Rustin. Uh, we also do Instagram Hall of Fame. Uh, enjoy. All right, so big news from this weekend. Kawhi and Paul George headed to the Clippers after Kawhi signed with the Clippers and then the Clippers traded every possible draft pick they have for the last for the next 10 years for Paul George. At what time in the morning did you find out that they were headed to the Clippers? I was actually still up, and I think it was like midnight, 1 o'clock. Okay. It was 3 a.m. I just happened to wake up, and I was like, oh, crap, everybody's going to freak out in the morning. I woke oh, yeah. up to a text from one of y'all fools, and I, honest to God, I saw it. Nope, I lied. That's not why I woke up. My wife woke me up because I snored too loud, and she'll give me a good swift kick. Legitimately, she'll kick me to wake me up, and it's literally just it's a battle of like, oh, I'll go to the, I'll go sleep on the couch. No, no, I'll go sleep on the couch. No, well, that's how it was like the first month of marriage, but then I just got up. No, I just so that's up. how you found out. <laughs> that's how, sorry, that's how I get up. That's how I found out, and I read it on the way to the couch. Sorry. So when I when I found out, I immediately started our Twitter that we haven't been that we haven't started yet. That we were waiting on starting. I've and already tweeted I, on it twice. I started firing off texts or tweets like boom, 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 on some hot takes that we had for that, aka just me. <laughs> uh, so I, I think it was a huge surprise to everybody that he went to the Clippers. Uh, Kawhi did just because. You know, all week, like, Jalen Rose was swearing up and down. He was going back to Toronto. I think Broussard was, like, swearing up and down. He was signing with the Clippers. And Air Abraham. Air Abraham. Air Abraham. Shannon Sharp was, like, going to the Clippers. Going to the Clippers. Or not going to the Clippers. Going to the Lakers. Going to the Lakers. And then, you know, midnight, 1 o'clock, next thing you know, he's going to the Clippers. You know, kind of out Mm -hmm. of nowhere. Um, I think think it was well played by Kawhi. Um, I think people weren't giving him, you know, a lot of credit for how smart he is. You know, it might have been his agent, but, I mean, it was well well known that, you know, if, if anything leaked, that that was going to affect the chances of, mm-hmm. of That's what they teams. say happened with the Lakers is that Magic Johnson let too much stuff get out in their conversations. I mean, I don't know if that was the only case, but I read something about he, one of the reasons he didn't want to go there is because pretty much anything he said to Magic ended up getting leaked, but we never heard anything about the Clippers. Never heard anything about That's Toronto. what's wild is that that trade for, for PG was – well, I don't know if it was between the Lakers, but you saw that it, they had talks between Toronto and Oklahoma City trying to get PG because that's who he wanted to play with, right? Both. Mm-hmm. They were going to sit – Yeah. Westbrook and – Yeah, for Pascal. Yeah. So that's what's wild is that of three organizations, no one leaked it. Mm-mm. That's how serious – you know that was. I mean, what you got? You kind of think like I don't remember when LeBron was going to Miami. Anybody leaking Miami? No, mm-hmm. no. He had, he had the yeah, and social the, media wasn't like it is now. Well, he well, had no. the decision, but yeah. I mean, Kawhi ultimately had a decision. Like he didn't. He just said it. But I'm saying like usually you hear some something like yeah. somebody leaks something and you hear about it beforehand. Like like Durant. 
the odds for him going to the Nets were have been the same almost the entire time. Like everybody knew he was going to the Nets, mm-hmm. like before it was actually signed. How about Siakam all of a sudden being worthy of getting Russell Westbrook and Paul George, and the That's Raptors were still like crazy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Wild. It's only his second year in the league, though, huh? Yeah. I don't know how they could afford so, all them though? Yeah. Paul George. They a lot. You play a lot of luxury tax, or they would have to get a lot, get rid of a lot of people. Yeah. I think I think if they would if they were going to trade for Russell Westbrook and Paul George, they were going to get rid of Westbrook. Mm. I don't know. Be, I mean, they could you get, get rid of Paul of, George. You definitely get rid of Kyle Lowry somehow. Yeah, that's the first thing because he's making like thirty million. Yeah, he's thirty million. Danny year. Green wasn't going to resign at that point. Yeah, you get rid of Kyle Lowry and you're fine. You get yeah. you get rid of him and you're fine. I think the rest of it they could they could piece together through getting some. I mean, basically what LeBron and, and the Lakers are doing right now. So, do you think that the Lakers lost out big by not getting Kawhi, or do you think they're? Oh, they lost out big because they not only they waited too long. So they Kawhi made them wait, and then they ended up not getting the third superstar. They got Boogie, and uh, and Rondo, Green. and Rondo. Rondo's already well, there. yeah, but they resigned. Rondo. So they basically have what AD and Demarcus Cousins had around them in New Orleans. Preach. Except for LeBron, which is obviously a big deal. Obviously. Obviously a big deal. But, but we had better role guys. Yeah. Much I think so. Here, here's my thought on the Lakers is they don't have anybody that's going to play, you know, anybody big that's going to play every game of the season. Oh, no. You're 100% correct. Here's what LeBron was hoping to do, and you gotta, you got to think this is what he was doing. You're, he was hoping to get guys that would carry him. To the playoffs. Carry him to the playoffs and through through the year, whatever. He can sit out. He doesn't have to worry about it every single game, whatever. AD's taking over, AD and Kawhi. Then he just comes out and he's playoff LeBron. That extends his career. Like, that's what you got to think that is. Yeah, it definitely absolutely. extends his career. Now, you got AD who may, may jam his thumb on the way to the game and doesn't want to play. But you got an old Rondo. And then you got an old – I mean, Rondo's usually pretty healthy, but then you got – LeBron, who's got, like, groin issues and other stuff, too. I understand it's LeBron. Like, I tweeted out something, like, like uh, Overdog Boy was saying that they're basically the Pelicans a few years ago, and then somebody said, but it's LeBron. Well, I, I get that, but we had Drew Holiday, but we had, Nick, you know, Nico Mircic. We, we had other guys that were solid, mm-hmm. you know. Well, here's the thing is Anthony Davis hadn't carried a team – Absolutely His whole not. career, absolutely not. Like no. if LeBron expects to be able to sit out and AD be able to carry them to the playoffs, mm-hmm. yeah. he may carry them to an eight seed or a seven You're right. seed. I've been absolutely. watching that for six years. Yep. And I think I think Toronto, they got a, <laughs> they might have won big. They they might have won the most. I mean, even over the Clippers, they got all them draft picks. Look, they, this is what I'm coming from. Is they were probably going to be a what, a six seed next year in the playoffs? Who OKC? Okay, yep. Who got draft picks? He OKC. said Toronto. Oh, you mean OKC. OKC. Okay, yeah. yeah. OK, OKC yeah. is getting They're, all them draft picks, and they were probably only going to be a six seed. They got more for PG than we got for Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. which is incredible. I mean, and we didn't get screwed in the Anthony Davis deal is no. the thing. They just got that much more. They got a lot more. It's, for, it's crazy. For somebody who just had, what, two sh- two shoulder surgeries? Yeah, but he came off metal, of MVP season. And he's got a MVP metal rod in his leg. Yeah. You think he's playing all, all 82 no, games? He's not healthy. He's ever, not. He but he is an MVP candidate. Yeah. Like, right off the bat. Him and Kawhi, I don't know what they'll do now. but So, if he doesn't recover from the surgeries. But he already has. He was an MVP candidate this year. I know. This he year. had shoulder surgery this offseason, but, yes. but he played through it and was still an MVP yeah. candidate. But I'm thinking if he gets hurt or if he's sore – 
and he can't play 82 games, then Kawhi's pulling that whole thing. So we're saying the Pelicans are going to get home court advantage. Kawhi's pulled the Raptors. Go. Do what? Do what? I said Kawhi's already pulled the Raptors by himself. That's true. For the most part. Yeah, he did. That's true. Yeah. He did. Um, Biggest loser of the whole thing, though. Oklahoma uh, City season ticket holders. Yeah, that's pretty. Oh, that's brutal. Yes, that's awful. Because they're about to trade Russell. They have. Oh to. yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I'm not. I don't know if they are or not, but they need to. No, they, they need to. Yeah, they need to just go full rebuild. So where does he go? Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking, and what I'm hearing is Miami, possibly. Yeah. No, uh, really. Right Orlando, that. possibly, right. and obviously the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, I'd, say, I'd say if you're the Knicks, you just offer up everything, and you're like, man, we're just we'll send you RJ. But that's the most Knicks thing you could do. I mean, you can come here and play with Julius Randle. Yeah. It'll be great. Like, we'll just yeah. make a run at it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's who do they give up? Some, every ex- some expiring RJ, contracts? R- okay, no. so he's going to have about 20 first-round picks over the yeah. next, like, five years by the end of this. It's going to be incredible. Yep. They're just going to be another Duke team. They're just going to take the whole Duke and Kentucky starting line and be like, hey, <laughs> we'll take you two. Oh, yeah, you three in the back, you coming with us. And then that's their team. That's basically it. So, L.A., like we said, got uh, Boogie, Rondo, and Danny Green, which I think is exactly what – obviously he wanted Kawhi, but if he doesn't get Kawhi, that's what he wants. Yeah, okay. Boogie is a shell of himself. Like, he's nothing. I, I mean, wear that. Boogie, like he, Boogie does Boogie things. It, like, like, he can have a game where he scores like – 15 points. 15 points, but he starts looking good, and then he turns the ball over. And he takes top or, of the key threes that hit off the back of the rim and bounce out real of the hard. court. Oh, real my gosh. Like, like and he's not down there to rebound things. them. No. <laughs> like, that's why I call it boogie doing boogie things. Yeah. Like, that he's was guaranteed to do a happen. boogie thing. That's the best thing that could happen to the Pelicans because yep. we're about to – those picks just got a lot better by them signing boogie cousins. Here we go, here we go. Here's, here's my future. All right, they don't do that well this year. Brian, I don't wish that he gets hurt. Probably does, though. He probably has to sit out a ton. AD doesn't carry them. So, this is – it's not a guarantee that AD is going to be there the second year. That's true. He has one year. Mm-hmm. They don't Play do that option. well. Mm-hmm. They don't do that well. And the Knicks or, heck, at this point, the Nets, I have no idea, some other team where, you know, with, with a younger superstar, he can go and link up with them. I've always thought he wanted to go to Chicago. I thought that's what he wanted to do back when he was thinking about leaving us. I thought he wanted to go to Chicago because he's from Chicago. Bulls suck. They're going to get another good pick. They got Marvin Bagley. Like they're going to be good. They're going to be okay eventually. But I mean, this has been a, a crazy, obviously, free agency. Yeah. Well, that's what's wild for the Lakers is that it could go real well right here, or but it could go really bad. Yeah, your ceiling. I mean, it, it is two championships back to back. That's your ceiling. I mean, un- obviously, like that's awesome. Good job. You get your eighteen and nineteen or seventeen, eighteen, whatever it is. But if not, like you, you failed. Mm-hmm. Your championship or bust because same, you I think have same for the Clippers. screwed yourself for years. I think you, same for the Clippers. If if something yeah. happens to Paul George or Kawhi, like you have nothing. You gave away what three or four first round picks, three but, of them unprotected. But how long is Paul George's contract? Still a few years, right? He just signed one. With he just he just I think he just signed last a four year, year last year, so yeah. I think he's got three. And then you got how, how long was Kawhi's is for four? So he's got him. So for a while. I mean, and here's the thing about Kawhi. I mean, obviously LeBron's LeBron. Okay, Kawhi was playing. He was the best player in the world at the end of the year. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. Right now, Kawhi's the best player in the world, mm-hmm. and they just yeah. signed him. And then you add Paul George, who, I mean, he top, at least top ten player. He was top three last year. Yeah, I mean, so him, Harden, and uh, 
I, I think that those picks that <laughs> I said LeBron. <laughs> no. Le- LeBron's days of, like, he's not going to be able to play enough games to be an MVP. I don't know, man. Ever again. workout videos? <laughs> he does those pull-ups. Yeah. Here, here's the other thing uh, about the Lakers is who do they have that can guard the perimeter? The Lakers? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the regular season, no one. When the playoffs come around, Rondo will decide to play right. defense. Playoff Rondo. Yeah, but until then. Saint no mm-hmm. Danny Green's not a bad defender. He's a pretty good defender. But, all right, you're playing Golden State. Yeah, you, yeah, you only got one of them. So, even. Unless it's on national TV, Rondo's not going to play defense. Fast. Their best lineup is LeBron at point guard. Uh, what? Kuzma at eight. Or, excuse me. Kuzma at power forward. Who's your shooting guard? I've already forgot. Danny Green, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, Brandon Ingram. Yeah, how big is that Jared Dudley signing? Congrats. Hey, Congrats on the lie. Jared Dudley signing. Nobody I'm not gonna lie. He'll have a I love the Jared Dudley. I cannot yeah. stand it. I like going back to when he played at Boston College. I remember sitting on the floor in high school watching Jared Dudley play JJ Redick. I can't stand him. Absolutely can't stand him. Speaking of JJ, Huge go Pels go. Yeah, that's right. Redick Huge Dudley guy. Go Pels go. So we have my boy from way back in the gap, Mr. Mookie Blaze. Austin Insider. Glad to have you on. The Boston Insider. The Boston Insider. Boy. (laughs) So, Mookie, tell us what you do. I do media relations slash public relations for your six-time Super Bowl champion. Here we go. It's already starting. It's already starting. Fresh off picking up the new ring next week. You know, got them studded fingers. But, uh, yeah, I do do PR for them. And, unfortunately, had the, the awful experience of working with Jacob. I mean, uh, Mad Big Max. Daddy Smooth, Big Daddy Smooth. Big say. Daddy Smooth. I like that more. I like that more. Back in, you know, back in my earlier Air Force days. So, how many – do you have any rings? Uh, I do. I have uh, one Super Bowl ring, one AFC Championship ring, and then picking up the new ring next week. Wow, that's crazy. That so, so wild. everybody in the organization gets one, then, huh? Uh yes, but there are there are varying levels of them. Like the players get the legit, legit, like yeah. probably like hundred thousand dollar ring that has like all real diamonds in it. The little, the dirty secret that none of the staff likes to say is that. Ours are really all cubic zirconias, so like they they look exactly the same. The so same. is my wife's engagement ring. Don't tell her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're like same size, same design, same everything, but the all the diamonds are are fake. They're not. We have, they're not wasting a hundred thousand dollars on dudes making forty five k. So are you are you going to keep it? You're going to sell it? No, hell no, I'll keep it. It's not worth enough. To, I mean, I don't. I haven't gotten it. I haven't gotten my first one appraised. Right. But, well, you've got I so mean, many that d- does it dilute? You think the, the the price, the going rate of those Super Bowl rings, since they've got so many out there? I mean, it it, it dilutes the value of the trophies. I'll say that. I yeah, <laughs> I hate that for you. Honestly, I hate that you, for yeah. you. You probably saw the the sixth one Gronk dented when we were. Uh, yeah. 
we were at Fenway Park when he he used it for batting practice. And yeah. we, we thought we thought the organization was gonna like freak out and be like, "What the fuck? This is gonna be like a thousand, hundred thousand dollars to get fixed." And they were like, "Honestly, it's like your sixth child. Like people kind of stop caring about it." <laughs> God, I hate that I know, so much. That's, that's, I'm glad the Packers don't have any they, problems they just, like that. They, just, they kept the dent in it, and it's just it sits on the this character. That is so sick. So one of my and for all our tens of listeners out there, one of our one of my favorite stories. Uh, about you actually is the post you made on Facebook after the first Super Bowl that you were there for. What, what do you remember the caption on that? Wait, was it the, uh, is it the one that I made from this year where it was uh new year, new me? No, the, 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 the one before that, when you're standing on the field, confetti all around you holding the Super Bowl trophy. I, 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 I must admit my, my Instagram, Instagram game is a little weak these days. I, uh, okay, because it was my favorite post of all time of anybody. This would be my Instagram Hall of Fame vote, um, <laughs> but which is one of our segments. But uh, basically the rundown of it was, so Mookie got out of the Air Force with me, and I remember we were all living together, and he was like, oh, I'm getting out. And we're all like, oh, man, just stay in, mostly because we just liked hanging out with him. Oh, I know where this is going. I know yeah. where this is going. <laughs> and so, you know, after the Super Bowl he, that they won, what, two year, three years ago? Um, yeah, the one uh, against the Falcons. And uh, he's on the field. He's got the Super Bowl trophy, like confetti falling down all around him. And he basically makes his Facebook post like, shout out to all the haters. <laughs> shout out to everybody who told me, don't get out. You won't ever do anything. You <laughs> And that was Max. <laughs> and that was me. I, when I read it, I was like, that was me. <laughs> so I basically no, – I felt like I won the Super Bowl. Meant, that wasn't even meant towards you. That was meant towards all like the like, – The old heads. Crusty-ass crusty texts and like masters that would be like, listen, man, you need to think about your future. I'd be like, well, you're on your fourth wife, sir. Like, <laughs> why, don't stop, why don't you stop doling out unneeded advice? Like, I'm, I'm so, so what was – I? Jacob has told me that story before. Excuse me. Max has told me that story before. Uh, like, what happened? Like, one day me. one day you're just like, you know what? I kind of like writing. I like – and you just were like, I'm going to go be the Patriots nah, PR you know, guy. You know what it was? It was uh, me and actually another uh, – Max, you, you remember this name, Kenny Blossom. Do you remember him? Yes. He was uh, – Detroit guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's in like Alaska now or something with like Pete Clark. But me and him were boys in Guam, and he's another you know huge, I guess without giving too much identity away, Michigan and like Lions fan and stuff. And we were like, dude, we're gonna do our fucking four years. We're gonna get out. We're gonna go to like a sick D one school on the GI Bill. Go to like go to go to like Michigan. Just blackout every Saturday. And go to go to fucking go to college game day and shit. And uh, and then. He knocked up a girl like five months before he was supposed to get out. And I was like, damn. I was like, well, things done change, boy, but I'm, I'm fucking out. <laughs> <laughs> he, he fucking re-enlisted. Now he's like a like 12-year staff like up in Alaska or something like that. Just, Retweet. Like, yeah, right. Don't tag him. Don't, don't at me at this. But <laughs> don't yeah. at me. So I got out and was like – you know how the you know the GI Bill gives you more based on location. So like right. Boston, it was like it was like three grand to go to school in Boston per month, and that's just for rent and shit. So I mean, I, I rented like a bedroom for like seven hundred bucks or something somewhere in like South Boston, 
and just went to school at a school in Boston and was like, oh, yeah, what do all the dummies that don't know what they want to do major in? And they were like, communications. I was like, great. That sounds like the one for me. Yeah. And, and so they gave me that. And as, as fate would have it, to, to bring it full circle, the, uh, the, the VA does this, like, fucking traveling roadshow of, like, job fairs where they go to all these different stadiums around the country. Not just for, like, sports gigs, but, like, you'll – these job fairs will have like Raytheon at it or like Northrop Grumman or uh-huh. like, like Boeing, like all big companies like that that are looking to hire vets. And I went to the one at Gillette stadium, like, and was like handing out resumes to like Raytheon. And they were like, Oh, like how many, like how many years of managerial experience? And I was like, well, you know, like right before I got out, I came with an eight points of almost making staff. Like, <laughs> they would legit, like they'd take your resume and like wipe their ass with it and be like, thanks. I'm back in like, 20 years. And you're like, all right, great. And as I was walking out, there was somebody from the craft group, which is like the holding company for like the Pats and the revs and all their uh, industries. And I gave them a resume and they were like, yeah, we'll, we'll try you out for an internship. And then I guess the rest is kind of history. Dang. That's, That's pretty That's awesome. Crazy. And you're, awesome. and you're from Foxborough. <laughs> Yeah, so I definitely, I definitely didn't plan it that way. I never wanted to like work in my hometown, but um, yeah, that must I be a real up, bummer. Yeah, well, I grew up in Foxborough, but uh, Foxborough is about like thirty-five minutes south of Boston. But I live in Boston just because there's there ain't shit to do in Foxborough other than you know Patriot football, and I get enough of that Monday through Friday. So yeah, but see, what you could do is get you a Patriots Leatherman jacket and get yeah, you like, get you like a ninety-five Camaro and go hang out at the high school and be like, yo. This is what I do, man. I keep getting older, and they stay the same age. Come on, (laughs) that thing got a a hammy. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, that's a Toyota Corolla. (laughs) (laughs) It's got a V Tech, though. Yeah, that's what we do. So, (laughs) so I guess uh, one of our questions that I was going to ask you was, uh, what's your thoughts on free agency? What do you think about the Celtics? I think the Celtics came out of that came out of that tumultuous season which you know for us is 55 wins and a four seed in the playoffs so it's not like (laughs) but i think they came out pretty good i mean i think they'll they'll miss horford a little bit but a trading in like kemba for kyrie is like such an upgrade in the character department i mean he's obviously not quite kyrie i don't think he has the ball skills of kyrie he's not exactly as good of a three-point shooter but he's also been playing with like the biggest collection of scrubs in charlotte since he's been drafted Mm -hmm. and he seems like ever since we signed him, it's only been like four days, but he's done, he's been like the exact opposite like character guy that Kyrie has. Like he showed up and was just like, oh, like Boston fans, all I care about is winning. Like that's the only reason I'm here is because I know this organization is about winning. He showed up on like Newbury Street, which is like our most popular street in the city, and was just like walking around like a regular Joe, like signing autographs for people and stuff. That's so, pretty awesome. I think they'll be fine. I think Brad Stevens will get the best out of them. Um, if it allows Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum – to kind of go back to that role that they played two years ago when Kyrie was injured and we took LeBron and the Celtics all the way to game seven of the Eastern finals. Then I think that's an upgrade for them. I mean, you're, you're going to miss like the shot making ability of a guy like Kyrie, but I also think no team is ever going to win a title with like Kyrie as his best player. So no. I don't, I don't expect the Nets to like catapult up into like the top of the Eastern conference next year. I mean, I still think they're good, but I think it's going to be until KD gets back and we'll see what kind of shape he's even in when he gets back that they're actually going to kind of hit their potential. So, I mean, we'll see. We drafted my man, Taco Fall. Let's go. <laughs> Big tree fall hard. He's uh, Big tree he's fall. had a decent, he's had a decent summer league thus far. So I think they will be, 
I think there'll be like a nice four or five seed that could like get frisky in the playoffs, but ultimately not like a title contender. Who do you think wins the East? If I'm gun to, gun head, to your head, gun to head, I think probably Philly is the front runner right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Toronto obviously takes a huge step back with Kawhi leaving. Um, Brooklyn, like I said, I'm not sold on them in year one. Uh, people sleep on Indiana. Indiana's still a good team. You know, they have a healthy Hole Depot back this year. They should be good. They signed Malcolm Brogdon. Um, I, I feel good about them, but I think Philly is Philly if healthy should have no problem winning enough games to take like the one seed. And then obviously you have to rely on different things in the playoffs. But if, if Simmons doesn't learn how to shoot, you know, outside of like four feet, that's that might hold them back. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah. The East is as wide open as it's ever been. I mean, the whole league really is right now. I'm not sold on necessarily the Clippers or Lakers being prohibited title favorites. I think oh, they're, no. I think they're up there. But I still like if like Rajon Rondo is playing like crunch time minutes for the Lakers. That's certainly a little bit of a concern. Yeah, we, we talked about that earlier. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see anybody really on the Lakers roster that's going to go 82 games. I, I see a bunch of people that are going 60 games. Yeah, like I mean, how many times have we have we seen this? Like, it's a it's a more than any of the other leagues. It's such like a star driven league. So, anytime you have a chance to make a deal where you get like a Katie, I mean, get a Kawhi or you get an Anthony Davis on your team, like you have to do it. But you even look at like look at the Heat's big three. They that that roster was filled out with like valuable contributors in years two and three. Like they they ran into Dallas that first year and had like outside of Wade, Bosch, and LeBron had like kind of like scrub guys playing like Mario Chalmers wasn't ready for that big time role yet. Oh, he's big time, big Mario time guy. Chalmers. Yeah. And like Dallas had, you know, Dallas had like a full like 10 man rotation that, you know, never really skipped a beat. And then it wasn't until the heat were like, all right, we need like the, the Mike Millers of the world, yep. and the, the Bay Allens, and, yep. you know, people like that, that kind of step in and cause eventually somebody's going to have to hit a shot that has, you know, one of your best two players. So, so you think the basketball, the NBA is back this year? That you know a lot further along, and people are going to be more interested in it than they have been, say, the last I, really since Miami started the Big Three. No, I see. I think I think it's tough. I, I've become a pretty working and working in football. I kind of sometimes want to like mentally tune football out the second the season ends because it's like I, I just get you get enough of that during the year. So right, I've been I've been a huge NBA fan. I I think they're like the league is in a great place, but uh, we also like one of the things we do. And with the Patriots is we put out like a ratings release like every Monday that says like, Hey, the Patriots Steelers game was the highest rated regular season game in five years. Like, you know, we're constantly like pumping up, like, you know, the, the propaganda machine of like, look how great the Patriots and therefore the NFL are. Mm-hmm. And when you see, the, you see the numbers for like what an NBA game does, even if it's like LeBron versus golden state game seven, 2016, like it is not even like, it doesn't even reach like fourth preseason NFL ratings, it's really <laughs> which is which is unfortunate. I don't get it because I think the NBA is pretty exciting, but it's it's uh and the NFL is definitely king for you know the foreseeable future. But I think the NBA has really done a good job of capturing that twelve month cycle of like think about it the the season ended mm-hmm. like what's mid-June and they've pretty much dominated the news cycle for the next six weeks after that and it'll slow down a bit in August but yeah I mean that's all we've talked about yeah and then meanwhile baseball's going on but nobody cares about baseball like I I could not care any less about what's going on yeah you know it's too bad I loved baseball growing up but I I just same I I don't 
I don't have the time to sit there and watch something that's four hours now. No. Absolutely not. I think one thing with, with basketball, though, you know, basketball obviously there's 82 games and football there's, you know, what, 17 or 18 weeks, 16, 17, 17 weeks, whatever it is. But – and also there are time slots. You know, yeah. like we, we talk about – there's one point of the year where you got maxion. Well, if there's one night of the week you can't watch football and that feels good. But it's like if it were like that more – would it be more so like basketball? Would it be more so like baseball? Would it dilute the the uh, the product that the NFL is giving out? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, but, so, and you, you look what happened with like the AAF. Like they they actually right. had they had a decent first couple of weeks, and people mm-hmm. like maybe they could stay. And then uh, ultimately, I mean, you I tried I tried watching it a couple Saturdays, but it was it's just hard. Even if the product on the field is good, when they're playing in an eighty thousand person stadium and there's like 10,000 people in it. It just doesn't feel yeah. like a big, you know, it's the same reason we don't watch like D three college football. Cause it's like, if it's played in like backwoods, Alabama between like two teams, we don't know. We're not that best. Huge well, Williams yeah. and Mary guy. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah noted, Huge noted Wilmington Williams. college guy. Oh, yeah. Spring, Springfield mass. <laughs> uh, I got a question for you. Who do you think you, know, you talked about, on Monday, you you try to hype up the Patriots, or whatever you you bring that press release or whatever out. You talking about you know the Steelers and Patriots were the highest rated game this weekend, blah blah blah. And like, I, I'm not I'm not belittling your job at all, but that, sure. that that's I mean you you are the arguably the best franchise in sports history. You know you work for them. Who's got the hardest job? Like who has your job, but it's it's the hardest one. Like is it? Uh, uh, you know you know the the very first one that jumps out to mind is like a Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. And the, re- the reason I say that is not even because they've had a, you know, they've had a decent. They're coming back. You know, the past couple of, you know, I wouldn't say like maybe in the recent history, but, you know, they were kind of a perennial like wild card. I think they won the AFC North a couple of years when, uh, you know, Andy Dalton was kind of not falling off the wagon there. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's a team that's in a market in a city that. If you're in like purgatory like them, where like they're not quite terrible enough to like bottom out and like find their next you know stud quarterback, but they're right. certainly not. They're not, and also in a place where they're actually going to like compete and win a Super Bowl. Like I don't know how you get your fans up and excited about that. Like you know, you think of trying to think of another team like, like the Lions like, lately. Yeah, like but yeah, the Lions. Exactly. Like, but, yeah, the Lions are in a tough spot too. But you think of someone like at least like the Jaguars, like they. They were competitive. They, you know, they took us to an AFC championship, and then people were kind of like, "All right, Bortles stinks," but now they bring in Nick Foles. It's like there's something to build upon. And it's like the Browns. Like, yeah, like you look at the Browns right now. Like the Browns have dedicated fans, and like you know, even when they were going 0 and 16 and 1 and 50, and they still had a fan base. The fan base was just pissed off at them all the time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Been I don't there know with the Lions. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know of like a ton of Bengals fans that like feel super passionately either way. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, they're out there just like they are for every fan base. But I mean, the Browns, you heard about, you heard about their fans and like their disgruntledness and stuff through all the hard times. Whereas like with the Bengals, I feel like to their fans, it's like the difference between five and eleven and you know ten and six is like really not that big of a difference to them. So yeah. they're kind of, you know, try try drumming up interest in like something like that where there's no real, there's no real hope, there's no real. It's, it's, it, the NBA does the same problem. It's like if you're not, if you're not ready to bottom out and, and just completely commit to a rebuild, rebuild for like three years, then there's, you know, you're just you're stuck in the middle. Stuck in, you're stuck in the middle, not getting yeah. a lottery pick. 
You're fighting against yeah, a six you're, seed. You're a perennial, you're a perennial seven or eight seed. That's just going to get bounced in the first round and never really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Exactly where the Thunder might be if they don't get rid of Westbrook. They'd rather get rid of him. Yeah, to yeah, right. Possibly get somebody, in, you know, and like a Zion, like you know, sell some tickets. Give yeah, exactly. A like, like like New Orleans now has something to sell to their fan base. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go Pels like, go. Like, yeah, fans fans aren't always you know exactly rocket scientists. If the if the fans can be sold like, hey, you know, we we got Zion, we got future picks, we got this stuff, you know, then there's there's some hope to sell there. But when you're just like stuck in purgatory, there, there's not really much for you. No, I think right. I think like Cincinnati's basically splitting a market with Pittsburgh and well, they're Cleveland. splitting it with, Cl- with Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. They are. They used yeah. And so like I mean, if I live in the state of Ohio or anywhere around there. And I'm like, uh, Cleveland or Cincinnati? Obviously, I'm going with Cleveland. What was it? Cleveland, the Brown guy, was it Jim Brown, the guy who made the helmet guy who had the had the Browns? Didn't he? Yeah. He sold the Browns, correct? And then uh, – I think it was Paul Brown, I believe. Paul Brown, that's Paul right. Brown. Paul Brown yeah. uh, created the Bengals. Am I right or am yep. I making this up? Created yeah, the yeah, Bengals. Yeah, yeah. And so, that's just – they're just a secondhand Browns. Like, that's that's basically yeah. all it is. It's, it's not a great not- market. Yeah, there's not a ton of history there. I mean, yeah. I think they they made it to a Super Bowl in like the late '80s against the Niners, but I mean, there's. I think they had Boomer much... Esiason then. They did. Uh, Chris Collinsworth too. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I can't stand Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> we will not speak of his name on this podcast. Here's a guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's really good in space. Real good. In space. Here's a guy that's going to show up on Monday, ready to watch film. Yeah. And he's just he's got a nose for the football. <laughs> Real chim so rat. This, this could be a fun one. Like so part of my part of my job is working with all the broadcasters that are coming in to do the games each week. And given that, you know, not not the humble brag, but since we're on national TV like eight times a year, we do a lot with like <laughs> we do a lot with like Sunday night football or like the Nance and Romo crew. So who are you guys is like least favorite? like football commentators or who's like your who's someone that like you do with. Oh, you gotta you gotta Steve Stone over here is a big Packers guy. I will preface with that. Troy Aikman. But you yeah, go ahead and talk about Troy Aikman. I mean he'll he'll refer to the Cowboys as we when he's on national TV <laughs> doing doing a game. So I mean We're out here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are we doing right there? <laughs> What's this wee stuff? You got a mouse in your pocket? <laughs> I get annoyed by Chris Collinsworth just because I've just always have but it's and it's also like Tony Romo's a little too good. Like he kind of takes the he takes the unpredictability out of the game. He's like, yeah, they're gonna run a ride right here. Watch this, and they're running. I'm like, dang it, Tony! I want to figure that out for myself. Yeah, like, yeah. there's a suspense know? to the game. Yeah, like come on, man, I, just I think, hush. I think that I think that first year that he did it, I think it was the 2017. It was like mm-hmm. so fresh that people were like this is amazing. And then last year it was kind of like. Yeah, you ever had that where like one of your boys introduces you to some like uh, he like he brings one of his buddies from back home out and he's like talking him up and he's like, dude, this guy's the man. No, and right everyone, now. Okay. Like, <laughs> like, but, but everyone's like laughing and they're like, oh, dude, your boys are good shit. I like them. And then like after like two weeks, two two weekends of hanging out, people are like, God, I fucking hope they don't bring that guy around. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's too damn much. Like this guy doesn't shut up. All he does is talk. Yeah. Oh, right now. <laughs> Yeah. I'd say him, yeah. and, him and what about you, overdog guy? Chris Collinsworth, can't stand him. It's the worst. Just it's the tone that he uses. I, I think he's the, good. Here's a guy. Yeah, the, I think he's good. I he like, says a lot of the same stuff. It's just the same stuff over and over. And like his his takes on it, just I mean, it's like him and Tony Romo are on opposite ends. His stuff's just obviously real. It's just real obvious. Right. 
real vanilla. Yeah, just stuff that my wife could figure out. Like if you're trying to get to that audience, and yeah, Chris Collins works your guy, but I just don't yeah. enjoy. What it. about Joe Buck? Oh, Joe Buck's the man. <laughs> Yeah, I See, love I think, I think some Joe Buck. Till listening to him on like other podcasts and yeah. stuff like that. I, Beforehand, he got on my nerves. Right, but being from uh, Boston, are you familiar with Barstool? You big Barstool guy? Yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, admittedly, it's gotten a little bit watered down for me, but uh, but you know, since it started in Boston, like we, we we've been reading Barstool up here since. Right. Shit, I think I was still in the Air Force at the time. Well, now you can yeah, be a yeah, thoughts from the cheap seats big, guy. Big, you can just listen to our podcast. Guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The the uh, the, the loyal listeners for sure. That's but right. I, I listen to like Pardon My Take and uh, yeah, and one of our one of our local radio guys up here actually just joined Barstool, uh, Kirk Minahan. Yeah, yeah. Anyone listens to any of his stuff? He's pretty uh, it's pretty wacky. He's putting sure. a daily podcast out. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of that's a lot of work. I don't know what how much content there is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we do it every Sunday night. So. Yeah, and it's work. It's more just to yeah. beg my wife to let me go. You guys must you guys must have the tens and tens just beating down your door every Monday. Oh, it's wild. It's wild. We can't we change where we record every Sunday because we don't want them figuring out where we're at. So oh, yeah. we can only go for about two hours before they get uh, get over here and they start beating down the walls. But they start getting on that Twitter like, oh, there they are. They're like looking for planes and cars and stuff like that and yep. tracking us every move. So what what is um so what's your, what's your take on some of these commentators? Um, I'll say uh, I I've met met Nance and Romo several times. Nance is Nance is deceptively tall. Dude, he's like six <laughs> foot four. He's got to be he's like a monster. But he's actually a really cool guy. I like I like Romo, but like you said, he's a little uh, a little chatty at times. But ultimately, it's better than like the days of Phil Sims and Jim Nance. Like you want to talk about vanilla? Phil Sims was like you know. Like, Vanilla wrap yeah. latte cappuccino smoothie. Uh, the basic uh, of basic. Yeah, yeah. He was he was a basic white girl. And uh I like I like Michaels and Collinsworth. We haven't had Fox too many times, so I don't really have much I don't really have much backstory with like Aikman and Buck, but the few times we have had them they they seem nice. Um trying to think, who are we missing? Who Did you ever have a Witten? Uh, yeah, we had Witten for Monday Night Football in Buffalo last year. Um, oh, yeah, lost money on that. <laughs> so, like, like, when we, when we're on the road, we'll travel in on a Saturday and get to the, get to the visiting team hotel and what, whoever's doing the game. So, if it's Witten and, uh, what, what was it, Witten and Joe Tessitore last year, they'll yeah. be at the hotel waiting and we'll have to get them, like, Belichick, Brady, and then, like, two other players for, like, a production meeting. So, that, that, that was one interesting thing. I, you don't think about before you kind of see how the how the sausage is made is when you're like watching a game on Sunday night and Michaels will be like you know like Brady told me that like the reason he is you know playing so well into his late 30s and you're sitting at home you're like what the fuck did he do that you're like, yeah, right I don't, yeah. <laughs> right. I don't, don't believe that did y'all FaceTime happened. yesterday or something yeah exactly and then I realized like oh like they're like contractually obligated like per the CBA to have to meet with these broadcasters mm-hmm. and kind of I mean I think other teams like namely not the Patriots are probably a little more forthcoming and like out and outgoing with those guys you know because they have that trust of like oh yeah you're not gonna burn us on air but i think it's right. no secret i think it's no secret that between you know belichick and kind of our organization they're not they're, they're not going in there and being like well here's what we're gonna run tomorrow you know they kind of keep it to your pretty vanilla cookie cutter answers definitely so so who's your favorite commentator 
favorite commentator? Personally. Personally. Um, you know who I like? is uh, Iron Eagle. You guys know Iron Eagle? He's like usually he's usually the B team on CBS. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think he works he works with Dan Fouts, so it'll usually be Eagle and Fouts. But uh, he also does the um, he does the play by play for the Brooklyn Nets. So I, he's he's a big he's a big NBA hoops guy, and he's always he's always pretty uh, cool to chat to about that stuff. So he's they gonna should, he's gonna have a fun year. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, he must be excited for this. But, I mean, he'll legit, like, when football and basketball are going at the same time, he, he'll be, like, he'll do, like, a Brooklyn Nets game on, like, a Saturday night and then fly out to whatever city he's doing, you know, the Sunday 1 o'clock football game at. So. That's crazy. you gotta, you got to, like, really enjoy your job at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure he does. They, they've, you know, they've been doing it for however long they have been. So, you mentioned – about them asking Brady, like, how long are you going to play for? How long do you think Brady's going to play for? <laughs> I think I think he's I think he's probably going to get a contract extension before, Goodness before, gracious. before <laughs> the regular season starts here. Um, I can see him going till 40. I think, I think the better question is, does do either him or Belichick try to outlast the other? You know, like, is – Oh, yeah. If they just both ride off into the sunset together holding hands, kissing each other on the mouth. How is their relationship, though? I mean, is it good? You know, it's not like I'm down there in, like, the meetings. Yeah, yeah. I I assume, I I personally think a lot of the stuff that gets written sometimes is overblown in these situations. But, um, I mean, I don't know. Well, you're the one writing it. (laughs) No, we we write, write like, positive plus puff pieces. You know what I mean? We're like a... Or like the the Clinton News Network for for Patriots coverage, but um, I don't know. I mean, I got to imagine if like any relationship, you know, marital included, if you spend enough time with somebody for nineteen some odd years, eventually it, there's certain things that strain on it. But um, hey, they said the sky was falling after we lost to the Eagles two years ago, and then we turn around and went eleven and five and won the Super Bowl again. So it can't be all that bad. No, I mean, well. You know, everybody's mad when you're losing. Yeah. Ain't nobody mad when you're winning. Hey, and sorry yeah. for your loss with the Bruins, man. We we feel you. It's been a few months since the parade. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a shame that's having another parade. Real shame. Yeah. We were we were trying to pull off the uh, the rare three titles consecutively. Yeah, I'd have stopped watching sports. Yeah, it's, I might have stopped. It's too bad, man, because I think if, if people, like, looked a little bit deeper, they'd see, like, you know, some of these Boston teams are, are actually likable. They just happen to be from a, a geographical region that keeps winning. But, I mean, at this, at this point, nobody nobody actually, like, thinks Peyton Manning was, like, cooler. And I'm not talking about on the field, but, talk, like, cooler than Tom Brady, right? Like, people just hate Brady because he wins, right? They don't actually hate his personality. Well, like, my thing is, I mean, being from Louisiana, like, I just I, I I can't stand Patriots fans in Louisiana. That's basically what it comes down to. I knew it's one not once. It, it's not any of the it's not any of the sports teams per se, like, but but it's just definitely the fans. It's just annoying. It's like like what annoying. ties do you have to Boston? Zero ties. Zero ties. Well, that, that that's yeah, that's what I'll say too. I, I there's I think that's a thing for just displaced fans in general. Like if you're if you were like a, a Bears fan living in like Seattle. Right. Yeah, and, you were, and you were that guy that like every Sunday went out to like the local Seattle bar, but had to have all of his bears here on it. Eventually, it's like, all right, dude, we get it. Like, we, we know you're yeah. a fan. Like that, that that's cool. Like your, your dad farted once at Soldier Field. Like, right. Make you, yeah. Well, make you like, like 
George Halas. Well, well, the thing is, too, like, y'all won't stop winning for them long enough for they can jump off the bandwagon. (laughs) So if you just chill out and, like, for, like, at least four or five years just suck, we'll give these guys a chance to jump off so that I can bash them. But you're not doing that. So maybe I do – maybe I'm kind of upset with the Patriots a little bit. (laughs) Okay? Uh, Honestly, after 19 years, there's now, like, legions of fans that have now been, like, born – and grown up and are basically like second generation fans like like i was so now they have half an excuse you know yeah and now now it's hereditary like i was uh i think i was 12 when the pats won their first super bowl with brady in 01 and i just turned fucking 30 this year so there's been almost like no conceivable point of my adult life that they haven't been like a super bowl winning contending team that sounds awful yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, I, if you told me that when I was 12, I would turn 30 and we'd have the same quarterback and the same head coach and that we'd have been to <laughs> 10 Super Bowls now. Like, I, I would have said. And you're working for them. Sign me up, yeah. And they pay my salary, so <laughs> yeah. I like them even more. <laughs> so I'm contractually obligated. Yeah. It's not. I, mean, I actually, I, 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 who, who's our resident Packers fan here? That'd be me, Steve Stone. I kind of grew up as a Packers fan. Everybody does. Me too. I'll be honest, I did. I was a huge Brett Favre guy. Me too. I I rooted for Favre in in 96 when the Patriots played them. And I had a fucking, uh, I had a Mark Tremura jersey. There you go. A little tight end. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, yep. unfortunately, I don't. I don't wear it now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom. I was a big Brett Favre guy, and I told my mom I wanted a number four jersey, and she brought me a David Carr jersey. Oh, <laughs> no, is that David? Is that is that right? Houston Texans court? Is that Derek? Derek. Yeah. Derek. Yeah. Derek Carr. My dad oh, used yeah, it as like a yeah, shop yeah. rag, like three years later. Yeah. <laughs> so let me get your take here. Let me get your take here, because this is the argument I have. Is that? Um, would you argue with me that Aaron Rodgers is the most gifted quarterback of all time? Oh, wow. Wow. As, as fate would have it, uh, we discussed we discussed a little bit in our in our pre-recording session about my, my past podcast experience. Yeah. And, and as we were going off air on that, the host asked me, he goes, all right, well, uh, you know, it, it's a bi-weekly show. They do it yeah. on Tuesdays. He was like, uh, Mark, like, thanks for joining us. Like, everyone, let's leave with like your one hot take going into the 2019 NFL season. And he like totally put me on the spot. And he started <laughs> with one of the he started with one of the other guys. And I think he said something like, like people are gonna sleep on the Dallas Cowboys or something. Like they're gonna be really good. And I, and I panicked and I, I didn't have much to say. But it's something that I've actually I felt strongly now for a couple of years is that Aaron Rodgers might be like the most overrated quarterback we've had in like wow. oh he's over here fist pumping <laughs> he's getting ready you yeah, set that up that was yeah. he was getting ready yeah. for you right. I, I didn't even i didn't even say it as like a stephen a smith hot take that i don't believe like it, it was a legit take that that i believe i mean the, the guy is the guy is incredibly talented there's there's no denying but i mean that team's lack of success if you told me that aaron Rodgers would have gone to one super bowl one that's that's one less that Eli Manning has gone to, and that over the past ten years, that's all that would be on his resume. I would say you're crazy. That guy's going to go to like at least four, probably win two or three, and uh, that team just perennially underachieves. Mm, he's been for two full seasons. I, 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 I know it's I know it's a, I know it's a full. I'm full sorry, he's not a system quarterback. Uh, like somebody. Oh, now we've got him worked so. up. Now you got you did this. I wish you I wish you could have seen that. That was the perfect like build up. Like you're going on, going on. He's like, 
like waving at us, like calm down, calm down, quiet down, don't make any noises, you know, basically like shh, shh let's hear it, let's hear it. Thinking it was going to be like, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback ever. And you were like, I think he's overrated. And everybody went, oh. <laughs> there, there has to be something that he's not doing. like Because the talent is there. So, like, I don't know if he's, like, doesn't galvanize that locker room or if he's, like, not, like, a good lead. I don't know what it is. But, like, for him to be that much better than his competition, which I think he is, and yet for that team to have – I mean, it's – I can deal with you going to the Super Bowl and losing. Like, I, I think that's the stupidest argument in the world when people are like, well, yeah, like Brady's lost four Super Bowls. I'm like, dude, we would go to 19 straight and lose them all if we could. Like, that's better than losing earlier in the year. Right. And the fact that Green Bay has somehow not found a way to, like, at least sneak in for a second appearance just baffles me. I mean, do you think he's we, a better we almost did, but, you know, the ball, one guy couldn't catch a ball yeah, on an onside but... kick. That was uh, that, talk Se- about. That, that Seattle game. That was actually on yeah. like, NFL Classics on NFL Network. Yeah, was. My, you know, my coach always told me, if it comes down to one play, you already lost. <laughs> That's a good point. That's why people don't find kickers. Yeah, it's funny you good. say that about Aaron Rodgers, though, being the guy in the locker room. Is I listened to, you know, Barstool took the week off, and then Pat McAfee took the week off. And those are the podcasts I usually listen to. And uh, they replayed their Aaron Rodgers interview. <laughs> And he talks – this is before last year. And he was like, yeah, we got some veteran guys. You know, hopefully that that helps out the locker room. They're going to be a presence. And he basically alluded to that they didn't have that presence in years past. But, I mean, even Steve can even Steve can agree that his on-the-field – how he kind of carries himself and how he kind of talks to the other players. He's frustrated. He's all he's, – he's obviously frustrated. But – he, he, like, yells at guys, gets, you know, on the field, whatever. He's not mad. He's just disappointed. Yeah, and that's literally – That might be Look, Brady does the same thing, though. Look at, look at his family life, too. He has, like, no relationship with any member of his family. Like, and that's okay, – Wasn't like, his now, brother maybe, on, like, The Bachelor? It's their fault, but that's mm-hmm. somebody that probably has, like, a, a decent ego and is, like, pretty prideful and can't, like, put shit under the bridge. And, I mean, not not to bring – I'm obviously biased, so, like, you, you can't take my opinion, no, but know, not yeah. to bring – You can't take any of our opinions seriously. But, I mean, like, not to bring everything back to Brady full circle, but, like, Brady legit will treat the the 90th guy on the roster because, you know, through training camp they're at 90. Like, he legitimately gets to know, like, the 89th person on the roster. And, like, I've never seen somebody that's, like, 40 be able to, like, identify and have, like, the same, like, pop culture references of, like, a 22-year-old. Like, it's – and, like, the guy just makes everyone – like, I can't – Every single player on our team that has a completely different background than, like, the supermodel married, like, 40-year-old quarterback guy with all of, like, the, you know, the we- the weird baby goat photos from back in the day. And right. Like well, that. he stays young because he still kisses the young. He still he kisses <laughs> he kisses his son on the mouth. That keeps him young. Keeps him in tune. He's got to keep getting in tune with what his son is doing, you know. Well, you, you, you haven't heard? That's, how, that's, that's the fountain of youth. That's how you <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's got to be. That's only that's only logical. It's the only thing he's doing that no one else is. I promise. You. Why, why do you think all the Catholic priests live to be so old? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Have you ever seen him kiss Bill Belichick? No, they I did the Super Bowl, didn't they? Oh yeah, they did. That's true. Yeah, they I guess probably we, did. He he didn't see it because he was on the field. Yeah, yeah. Making captions. He was standing in the back. Yeah. <laughs> so he wasn't worried about Brady or Belichick. He was thinking about you, what you said. He's got a hype video he watches before everything he writes or does, and it's just you. What uh, did, did they already go to the White House for the for the last Super Bowl? 
Uh, I went after the yeah after Super Bowl Fifty One against the Falcons. The uh, the the team isn't isn't going this year. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Not not anything political to my knowledge. Uh, oh. I think they they had a date on the books, and I think it was I think it might have been the White House that backed out uh, for a scheduling conflict, and then that's crazy. So basically, McDonald's basically didn't cater. Yeah. Basically, the first week of June is like kind of the last. Uh, the last hurrah for like the off season workouts uh, before right. before everybody gets out of town for like six weeks and then they come back at the end of this month for camp and I think I think I'm only guessing here, this isn't anything I know, but Belichick kinda looks at like, all right, once mini camp ends in June, like we're turning the page to two thousand and nineteen now. Like yeah. there's like nothing we do that makes sense. Going, yeah, yeah, nothing we do going forward is gonna have anything to do with last year. You know, it's yeah. not gonna be like the, the players already got their rings. They already had, like, all the celebrations and stuff. So, like, it's now, like, hey, forget that you even did anything last year and start focusing on what you got to earn this year. Right. It's not, like, sixth home game of the year in the NBA where they're raising up the banners in the in the stadium or the uh, – Yeah, arena. exactly. Like, I, I have to guess, and this is only a guess, that Belichick probably hates the opening night, like, banner stuff that we're going to be doing. Because it's just going to distract from – I mean, now I, I think that they've done a pretty good job of, like, building the culture there to where like players aren't like, Oh my God, like remember how magical last year was, but, but it's still also just like another big distraction that kind of brings like, you know, outside media attention that wouldn't normally be there. I've, I've heard uh, from a couple, I think a couple stories where it's different players are talking about how Belichick's kind of like cooled down a little bit. Like he's kind of like calmed down um, from how like strict and all that he used to be. Do you, do you... Yeah. I mean, uh, I've, Again, I've only been there for four seasons now, so I, I can't speak to that too much. But I mean, they do a lot of uh, they do a lot of like team building activities and stuff like that. Like we, they had mini camp um, over the the first week of June, and that was supposed to be like three full days of practices and meetings and all that. And, and he canceled the third day, and they took the whole team uh, paintballing. And they just like they split up. They split up into positional groups and had like a giant paintball competition and stuff like that. And uh, two years ago, they he canceled the day of he canceled the day of mini camp and took the whole team to Fenway Park when the Red Sox were on the road. And they basically got to play like a full tilt, you know, baseball game on Fenway Park. Um, like the same. So, I mean, they. I think he tries to do stuff like that that kind of keeps keeps things lighthearted because it is a grind, especially when you know. Not the season's going through through February every year. It's not like it's not like we're four and twelve and you and you're you know setting your vacation time to you know December thirtieth. You're pretty much adding another month to the season. Well, I mean, if you're a Lions fan, then you just go ahead and plan the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, you take vacation. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to get me some autographs. Are you gonna give me Chase Winovich's autograph or what? Oh yeah, so uh, dude, I have my first interaction with him. He's a hot shit. He, uh, I don't really see the most. Yeah, he's like quickly like become the most handsome man on the fucking team. But this this, this motherfucker, mother, like, yeah. dude, like day two, he was just like walking through the locker room, like busting like veterans' balls as if he had been there for like three years, flipping his hair. And, uh, yeah, but like in like but in like a cool like he's not like a dick about it. Like he, uh, like he walked by Edelman and he was and Edelman had like a. Um, I think he had like a Georgia Bulldogs hat in his locker or something because his locker is next to Sony Michelle. Mm-hmm. And and of was just like, you gotta get that Bulldog shit out of there. I'll, I'll hook you up with plenty of Michigan gear. And Edelman just kind of like laughed. And when he walked away, he goes, "Who the fuck's that guy?" <laughs> and he goes, "What round was he drafted in?" And we were like fourth. And he was like, "Okay, 
because <laughs> he keeps like a huge chip on his shoulder. Edelman is just because, even though he's like a star now, but yeah. he still thinks he's like a seventh round pick. So he's like he hates anybody that's like drafted early because he thinks they're like entitled and stuff. But man, I appreciate you coming on. It was a great. I mean, this is our first interview, so I think it. I think it was. Well, well, you're, you're one of one. You're the best guest we ever had. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say, in, in, in recurring appearances, I, I want to always be labeled as the, the first and best guest you ever well, had. You're a recurring guest now. Yeah, so. you will definitely be a recurring <laughs> guest. <laughs> recurring guest. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you being on, and uh, I'll definitely catch up with you again later. All right, boys. Send, send me send me all your SoundCloud SoundCloud links. And oh yeah, yeah, we'll drop the link. <laughs> I'll, I'll be pulling for your future, future fledgling rapper. Hey, Let's go. Ten, hey, bud, tens, it, tens and tens of followers appreciate your uh, your takes on the Patriots. We appreciate it, man. I'll let you later. So that was our first interview. Huge success. Huge I, success. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good. I enjoyed him. Yeah, I kind of want to hang out with him more more so than I ever want to hang out with. Well, him. It's, I think it's, his NFL takes are a little off, but. <laughs> Just on Aaron Rodgers. I think I think he forgot that the Patriots in the worst division in. NFL history. Mm. Yes. NFL history. NFL history. It's worst division. Bold take. How's it bold? I mean, it's a long, it's a lot of history. Look at the Dolphins. <laughs> they got the Bills lost four Super Bowls. Yeah, the Dolphins? Who have never won a Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, right now. We haven't even talked about the Jets. Right now. Right now. Are Green they Bay. the worst division in, in the football? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'll, even, I'll even say Dolphins have never won a Super Bowl? No. No. They had Dan Marino and never won a Super Bowl. Who went Call undefeated? me a hot take. I don't even know the history. Who went undefeated? Not the. Oh, it was the Dolphins. It was the Dolphins. They won one. Hey. They won two. Damn it. Wow. You're right. We'll bleed off on that. Best division. Don't worry. We'll no, cut all that still, out. No, they're still the worst. Well, until somebody Currently else goes since, undefeated, I mean, AFC best division in NFL. <laughs> until someone else goes undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst division in football. Another hot take. That's right, because Ace Ventura, mm-hmm. he was chasing after them uh, Super yeah. Bowl. They pop the champagne when when called. the last team loses every year. You know, they get together <laughs> and like let's say the Patriots, who so usually think is, are like nine and zero. They lose that tenth game. They pop champagne because they're. I mean, they go. The they go. Team. What are they? Six and, or five and one division play each mm. year. They lose one game. They shouldn't. You know, and they, they shouldn't. Lo- it's always yeah. at the Dolphins. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they lose in Miami. Every year. It's a little hot for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. that's true. See, that's that's, that's five wins a year, guaranteed. Who's the, at least. Who's the, the quarterback for the be Dolphins this year? Jets should be better. Uh, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick's one, and then they got, uh, they got Rosen. Rosen, yeah. yeah that's right. They picked up Rosen. Yeah. That's who it was. That's but they're saying I saw where Fitzpatrick's out playing Rosen. I'm in, sure. In mini camp. Fitzpatrick played well last year. He beat the Saints by himself. You did. Man, well, literally well, by himself. Well, Fitzpatrick's good for two games, and then he's going to throw six picks. And here comes Rosen to throw six. He's good for about four games. Let's <laughs> get it straight. He's good for about four games, in which yeah. his team will go undefeated. You're right. Well, they great. start out, yeah, they'll start out like five and one. Oh, like, yeah. Like when Winston and then, like Fitz Magic's back. He's got the chain on with no yep. shirt. That's yep. right, boy. Then he trims the beard, and he's dead. He's done. dead. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. No, but I thought that was good. I thought that was, um, you know, it's some cool stories to hear. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's definitely interesting to get, like, a, the insider scoop. felt more like, so like a conversation than an interview. Well, it was, a, it was a great conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that dude's, like, one of the coolest dudes, funniest dudes I've ever met. And, like, as soon as we start to think about, wow. all right, let's, who, who are we going to interview? Won't you I mean, y'all, are, y'all are all right. <laughs> get a room. Yeah. Y'all are all right. But, like, I mean, that's just a dude that, that lives, breathes, and 
you know, sports, and he just knows inside and out every record that not only the Patriots or the Celtics or anybody from Boston has, but he knows, like, everything. And you're like, how do you even know this? But, no, he's super cool. Uh, he was my roommate for about a year um, and been a good friend ever since. All right, before Jacob starts crying and getting all emotional this. <laughs> Jeez, uh, <laughs> marry the guy. Yeah, um, it was cool hearing him. Like he know, like it feels like he knows Edelman on a. I mean, obviously a more personal basis than we do. And he talks about like how he has that chip on his shoulder because he was such a late draft pick. Yeah. Where he hears, mm-hmm. you know, he hears, oh, he was a first round draft pick, then he's way more entitled than I am, or what? I mean, that's just cool to hear. Yeah, yeah. and just the other day, whenever uh, Julian Edelman was on, uh, I think it was part of my take or. Yeah, it's part. Yeah, I think it was part, but he was on a lot yeah. of. He's on KFC, and he said something. I think he was on Letterman. They, they asked him. They asked him a question. And he was like, "Yeah, I, I probably shouldn't answer that." And they're like, "Why?" He's like, "Because my co- I don't want to get a mother effing when I get back from my coach." Like, yeah, man, you don't hear that yeah. from any Super Bowl champions. Like, Mm-mm. you know, but that's why they're the best. What I thought was interesting is like, so he sees that, and he's in a PR position. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's wild that those guys know those guys on a personal mm-hmm. level like that. So. What's what you got? I mean, it's, it's it's a job at the end of the day. Like mm-hmm. everyone in your workplace, there's a lot of people that you know that work there, obviously. But you're gonna run into the same guys every day. At the end of the day, it, the guys like Julian Edelman are just, at, I mean, not average Joes, but well, that and those guys are every like everyone that's working in that building. Those guys are their product, right? Like that's the product they're right. selling, right? right? So they all have to know them on some kind of, some kind of basis mm-hmm. because to that's sell what, it, yeah. yeah. That's what that's what they're selling when they're talking about all the TV ratings and who to pick for the production meetings and stuff like that. I mean, the PR guys probably have to know them pretty well. I mean, yeah. in order to do all that. Yeah. But I enjoyed him. I enjoyed just talking with him. He's a cool guy. We'll have to get him get him on again, especially after you know they lose in Miami this week. We'll or this year. We'll we'll get him on and see what it's yeah. taken, see why and whatnot. But. And then hopefully it's just they lose probably because the they put Gronkowski at safety and he couldn't make the tackle to save the game. That's yeah. true. If uh, <laughs> if Steve Stone's Packers go all the way, we can get him. Uh, we can get another bold take. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's going to be. A I prove stand by what year. I said. Yeah, it's a prove it year. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a quarterback of all time. Yeah, it's a must win year. Yeah, a must win year, not game. Yeah, year, season. He must win just so we can have great, great ratings on. SoundCloud podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we have forty. I thought that was crazy that, like, an NBA game, like um, LeBron, Kobe. You, you know, I think that was a little stretched. No, no I, I believe mean, no. it. Yeah, I, I believe, believe it. I believe that it's more, but it ain't. It ain't just wildly more. I don't know. I, I, lo- I look at it. I look at it. I mean, hey, this is coming from the same guy who didn't know the Dolphins won any Super Bowls. And we all were like, uh. I mean, I was just, I was, I mean, he was so sure. Five I, minutes I was, I was afraid to say it. You came out, you, you questioned but my why sports would he, knowledge. Why would he say that? No, I believe it. I, believe, it, I mean, that's yeah, his job. I always that's heard what he that their ratings, ratings are no, way I, higher. I, I believe it just because, I mean, think about it. When do you, well, I guess we're, I would say we're average sport fans, but probably. No, we're definitely Above average. average um, where, you know, if a big game's coming up, we're going to watch it. But like. I mean, there's 82 games. Yeah. You know, you're not. No, like, that's what I said. This was is that the it one. dilutes the it dilutes the the product. There's 16, and you know, there's only like three top games of the week, probably yeah. in the NFL. That you're gonna watch it. It's like Tesla, or it's like Ferrari. Like they're only gonna put out, or Ferrari's only gonna put out a hundred of whatever car. You know, if they put out 10,000, it obviously dilutes the 
right. the product. And then, you know, but I think that's 100% it. But, you know, it's college football. But he's right, too. He's like, the, they put the AAF out there, and they were still playing. But it is about the – It's a lot about the atmosphere. It's about the atmosphere I mean, and the, the fan bases yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff like you that. And it's an a big-time social event. Like, my, you know, Yeah, I'm not coming wives, over to your house and eating wings and watching, you know – LeBron sit on the bench and I guess I don't know AD sit on the bench and I probably will because I'll enjoy that a lot yeah I can't wait too. for them to lose can't <laughs> wait for it it's gonna be great. hey but uh let's get to some segments and now thoughts from the cheap seats brings you the most exclusive look at social celebrities they're better than you they're hotter than you and anyone would die to be them this is Instagram Hall of Fame. Yeah. Instagram Hall of Fame. Yeah. Instagram Hall of Fame. All right, here we go. Guest star, Tyler Dole from Ruston, Louisiana. GA for Louisiana Tech men's basketball. Hey, we're going to do – we're doing our Instagram uh, Hall of Fame, obviously. How it's going to work. Max is going to uh, say one nominee. Overdog Matt's going to say one nominee. Stone Steve or Steve Stone. And myself, we're going to pick. And if it comes down to a tie, Mr. Doyle, you're going to have the latest inductee into the Hall of Fame. All right, so here we go. Overdog, you going first? Get after it. All right, so my – My name's Overdog. Calm down. Oh, my bad. All right, here we go. Mine – Okay, so the the handle for it, so you can go ahead and start typing this in for you guys that are going to research, is Nugget, but instead of a U, it's a zero. So it's N-Zero-G-G-E-T. And then underscore. Okay. And the title of the account, like the name, is a weird ass account. <laughs> <laughs> it's got uh, an African American gentleman with short dreads and a hat on as the profile picture. So I'll give you a second. Good radio. I got it. All right. And uh, <laughs> the t- the one I really want you, uh, I really want you to see is the very first picture. Okay. As a guy creepy smiling with no caption. That's, that's no captions <laughs> creepier than the picture. Yep. Am I going to lose again? Yeah, yeah there's a good, there's week a in good a possibility. And then if you go down to about the fourth picture, um, it has a young Asian gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Might be wearing and, a uh, pantsuit. How does this dude have... Yeah. How many followers? 800? Yeah. Uh, 485 this, followers. 485 followers. Following twelve hundred, I think it's a strong <laughs> candidate for the Hall of Fame. Um, it's pretty strong. Good All luck. Right. Here we go. So, <laughs> I don't know if I can live up to that, but anyway, I'll, I'll give it a try. So my nominee, Jaden Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Jaden Pinkett Smith. <laughs> no. So my nominee is ready to type this in. Yep. Your search here we go. Bars, here we go. B A D. D I E W I N K L E. That is Batty. English? That is Batty Winkle. Batty or Betty? Batty. <laughs> Good question. She looks like a Betty. She does look like a Betty. So this here. Is it Baby Baddies, the title? <laughs> That's right. It's verified. So another uh, famous person. 3.8 million. 3.8 million. Oh, God. She is the 90 year old Katy Perry. Okay. Huh. That's strong. Let me see. Huh. Really into pride, it looks like. Really into pride. Yeah, a whole lot of colors going on. <laughs> I mean, I don't know 
what's going I'll on in you. some of these pictures, but uh, she's living life. She's got a body. Yeah. She's All living right. life. Overdog, you got 15 seconds to tell us why your inductee should be uh, put in. Well, I think I'm going to go more at the angle of why Max should not be in. Like and it. that wah, wah, is wah. because, again, he picked another verified account. That's true. Which means it's someone that's already in their own Hall of Fame at some point in their life. And has 3.8 million followers. Is that? Do we really want that in our Hall of Fame? That. I'll tell you what. Lacey doesn't agree. All right. That was probably about 15 seconds. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Mr. Max. So, oh, to Mexico counteract you. Scored. Oh, my gosh. What did he say? What did you say? Mexico just scored. Oh. oh. Hey, come across like you're an actual stat what, guy. Uh, you ready? What's <laughs> the score? <laughs> this is updates with Tyler Doyle. Go what's ahead. What's the score? One nothing in the 73rd minute. Oh, oh that no. hurts. That really hurts. Hurts so, my draw. So, uh, yeah. starting my 15 seconds. <laughs> Now, okay. so actually, to counteract your point right there, is actually going to be, did you know about her before I just brought it up? You didn't. Other point is, she's confident, she's old, she's going to die soon, put her in the Hall of Fame before she dies, let her live her dream. Oh, you had four seconds wow. to spare. That's good. I'm going to have to give it to you. All right, I'm going to do my choice first. Uh, my choice for the nomination is going to be Miss Batty Winkle, and only because uh, – the caption is stealing your man since 1928, so I don't feel threatened. <laughs> but I love your point. I love your point. She may pass soon. You know, I'm all about respecting our elderly. So she gets my We vote. respect our elderly because they're going to pass soon. Wow. Technically, we're all going to pass soon. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, they said life. And for that reason, I'm going to go with um, the weird ass counts because he's on the <laughs> grind. <laughs> what was that what it's called? Yes. <laughs> uh, he's on the grind He's at 485 We're hoping to get him up to over 490 by the end of this episode uh, He's got my follow <laughs> Okay, side note real quick Side note Before we get Tyler Dool's deciding vote What made someone decide to start that account? I think it's somebody's actual account I think it's some 12 year old who lives in India But okay. none of the Because I think he knows that somebody's going to be like What's a weird ass kid I can follow? And he's like, yeah. I'm gonna Google I mean, that. I, li- I was looking for something that. for Instagram Hall of Fame, right. and I literally typed in weird, weird accounts. <laughs> yeah, and that's what popped up. <laughs> and it worked. All right, Dole, deciding vote. We're one to one right now. What you got? Uh, I'm going with the weird ass account. Hey! Right. <laughs> that's right. I put as the stand-in for Instagram Hall of Fame. I put One thought and effort into that one. <laughs> so if we look back at the all-time records, we've got Overdog 1-0 for inductees. We've got Tootie James 1-0, and we have Mad Max 0-2. Bum, 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 bum. Stay tuned days. next week. So strange bets with the Overdog last week. We did the Tour de France, which I hate to say it, but Fairways is in the lead currently. Uh, thank you. Yep, he, uh, Thomas, whatever his name is. What's I his had $2 last on him. Grenade yeah. Thomas. Grenade. Well, uh, we're just going to do one unit on everybody, I decided. Yep, side note, because it's a lot easier to keep up with that way, and I'm all about the easiest to keep up with. <laughs> okay. All right, so. Works work. Here we go. I'm going to give you the odds of all the Home Run Derby participants. Home Run Derby is going to be on ESPN this Monday, 7 p.m. All right, we're going to go through and give our picks. I'm going to give the odds real quick. We got Vlad Guerrero Jr., at three to one, Josh Bell at four to one, Pete Alonzo at four to one, Jock Peterson six to one, Bregman seven to one, Ronald Acuna nine to one, Matt Chapman nine to one, and Carlos Santana ten to one. We're gonna start with Fairways. All right, I'm ready for my pick. I'm gonna go with 
the name that sounds like has played the most travel ball, uh-huh. and that's Matt Chapman. That is how you prepare for the MLB, ladies yes. and gentlemen, is play the most travel ball yes. as possible. That's good. False. All right. That's not what I've heard. All right. Go ahead, Mr. Uh, Mr. Max. Um, so I play a lot of tap baseball. Uh-huh. And my best player on my team is Ronald Acuna. So that who is who I'm going at. That, with who at is I one. picking? <laughs> Ronald Acuna. Smart. Go Braves. I like it. He hits a lot of home runs. Like when I get to like the home run derby at the end, that's who I'm going with every time. So it's good. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, they're good because that's what we're playing is a home run derby on Monday. All right. <laughs> Steve Stone. Smart move. I'm going to take uh, Mr. Moonshot himself, Vladdy. Vladdy, the favorite. Rook. He is crushing the ball right now. I the watched him today. Is. He struck yeah. out the like, bat I watched him today, but his swing. Has he hit a home run yet? Is uh-huh. it like one? No, no, no. He's hit a couple. Has he? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I say a couple, like close to ten. Has he? Oh, yeah. He swings for the fences literally every bat. Okay. What's his batting? So, game? we're going uh, to say. What about Lil Samson? Lil Samson's going to go last because he's the grand finale. I am going with Jock Peterson, mainly so I can say, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so Jock Peterson. <laughs> and then uh, Tootie James had a call in. He wanted, uh, where's it, Matt Chapman. Tootie James. He wanted Matt Chapman along with Tyler because he said that anybody with the first name of Matt probably hits the ball really, really long ways away. And I agreed. So, all right, <laughs> now for the grand finale, Lil Sampson. I'm going with uh, Carlos Santana. Why are you going with Carlos Santana? Why are you answer the question? Why are you with Carlos Santana? <laughs> Bed big, win big. Okay, so big, let's let's be clear. I want big. you to listen to this, Fairways, because <laughs> me and Fairways are constantly trying to talk a little Samson into not taking yeah. the heaviest favorite in every baseball game. You're taking the biggest underdog in the home run derby. That's right. Have you had a change of heart? But you're still not no. making a big bet. You'll get a big payout, but it's the same bet. You, you do you understand that? I don't. Bet with the uh, monopoly money like uh, overdogs does. Oh. <laughs> okay. What does that have to do? I could be betting with pickup sticks. I mean, do you understand? Like, I'm putting a certain unit on a bet. You are putting a certain unit on a bet. Our payout is going to be different, but our bet will be the same. Do you understand that? So it's not necessarily you didn't bet big to win big. You're just you placed you a bet big to win big. Yeah. Bet a lot of money to win a lot of money. Okay, we're only bet. <laughs> okay, all, all right. right. And that is strange it. bets. All right, so we will be. Well, that'll be over on Monday. So next time we record, we'll have the results. Uh, Tour de France isn't over until the end of July. The field still has a shot. <laughs> Field's biggest fan. Let's go field. All right. It's now Cat's chat with guest star. Cat couldn't make it tonight, so we've got little Samson in the studio. Little Samson, this is how we do this. He's uh, don't touch. <laughs> our boy Max picked him out a word from the Urban Dictionary we've got that we travel around with because who doesn't do that? Uh, and he's going to read the word, tell its meaning, and then use it in a sentence. Okay. He's right. not seen it yet. And he's <laughs> eager. He's about to Come pull point. it away from me. Come Here point. you go. Yeah. Let me point to it. You got to start reading as soon as <laughs> I see, as soon as you see it. <laughs> Fall on the grenade. The noble act of being a wingman, a group of male buddies are at a bar flirting with a group of hotties. All of a sudden, the hotties' ugly girlfriend comes out of, out of the ladies' room. That's the grenade. 
it's the solemn duty of the one man to fall in the grenade and hook up with the beast woman <laughs> so his friends can hook up with the hotties. It's Peter's turn to fall in the grenade. I think we should all buy him a pity round first. Hey. <laughs> and that's Cat's Chat with Lil Samson. And here's our nostalgia segment where we talk about things from our childhood that brings back a little bit of nostalgia. So today, my uh, nostalgia point is going to be... All right, let me paint you a picture. It's summertime. You're mm, fourth, fifth grade. You're in your room watching Disney Channel. You don't know what to do. It's too hot outside. Next thing you know, there's a movie coming on. And it's called Brink. Team Puppin' Suds. Yep. Team Puppin' Suds. Over Team X-Blades. Andy Brinkbringer. Oh, my God. Never watched Brink. Verbal nostalgia. It's good. How's it going? Go ahead. No. You know what I did watch, though? What'd you watch? All the Mighty Ducks movies. Ooh. I'm like, Emilio! (laughs) They had those on uh, HBO. Mighty Ducks, man. Mighty Ducks D2. Let's go shake their hands. I'm going to have to redo my segment because y'all didn't react to it. I've never seen Brink. Uh, Have you never seen Brink? I have. For sure. Do you have a nostalgia? For me. All right, here we go. Nostalgia with Lil Samson. All right, so I'm going back to the fourth or fifth grade, something that you can't do anymore these days. Yeah, you cannot go back to the fourth or fifth grade when you're 30 years old. I might would recommend you do it sometimes, but anyway. (laughs) So playing dodgeball. Kids aren't allowed to play dodgeball anymore. It's true. It's true. It's an elimination game. Yeah. (laughs) Because the hall of shame of physical education. (laughs) So – my uh, nostalgia for today is going to be on the same page, different book. You go out to the re- you go out to recess. Sorry, same page, different book. It's lunchtime. You get done eating your little square pizza. You run out to the playground because what else are we going to play but four square? Now that we do play, that's good stuff. Big four square guy. The most annoying thing is when everybody knows you're playing four square, so that punk goes ahead and runs and sits in the king square first. Oh my god! Yeah, I was always king. You know what else sucks about four square these days? People making up their own rules, like yeah. cherry bomb, popcorn. Yeah, it's a, that. That's not four square. It should be played pure. It's, it's like a pure. PED. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. No passbacks. Underhands only. Yeah. Uh, I think no backspin. Uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that other stuff. They just make it up as they go. That's kids these correct. days. Kids these days. You're not playing pure four square. Get it together, kids. Go ahead, Stone. All right. So mine. You just get home from school. You walk in your room. You pick up a disc. Yeah. What's on the <gasps> disc? <gasps> Wipe it down. Ooh, yeah, that's right. Because it might have some Put, scratches. Might on have it. some scratches on it. Put it. Hey, make sure your memory card's in there. Ooh. Put it in there. <laughs> well, the old yeah. PlayStation loading screen. <laughs> but the thing is, you hope that it gets past that. That happened every time. You heard that, and you're like, "Oh, here we go, 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 here we go." Boom! All right, and it go to the. It went yeah. to the game. You're like, "Yes." You got to put that butter on there. 
that butter on there? Butter. Not, not real butter. It was like the scratch disc butter. Oh, okay. Butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had to let I've it, you had to let it sit that. and dry and then buff it out. I've seen that. And then it I might work. <laughs> Which I think that's a sham. The the butter. Sham wow. I think it's a sham. It worked. All right. That's nostalgia. Phew.